Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we travel to Spain. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry. At the end of the series, you, the listeners, vote for your favourites and at our live event, we crown the winner of the Second Cherry Song Contest. We really do. Hola. Hola. Que tal? Um, yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> if you're coming here for uh, like a... An experience, a cultural language experience, then you ain't going to get it from me, sorry. No, you're not, are you? <laughs> so we'll we'll drag some language out of you yeah. before the show is done. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm really good. How's yeah. you? I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, very well indeed. We've, um, we seem to be recording all the time. The <laughs> I know, it doesn't seem like quite a week. Well, it's not quite a week since we recorded in real time, but... It does feel as though the weeks come round really quickly at the moment, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. I, I just want people to know the commitment that we give to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you appreciate it. Well, we do, because you write in and tell us, so it's great. Yes, you do. Oh, yes. And people have written in. Yeah. What have they said? In a mailbag, as always, is Bob. Very much appreciative. Um, he says, with so much dreadful news around, we need Second Cherry with its giggles and bulging sack of tunes that nearly made it to Eurovision. I think Bob's being a bit saucy there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, thanks, Bob, because, um, yeah, I kind of feel like you're our biggest fan, and I love it. Absolutely. Um, and then we've also, we had a message well, on Insta, um, didn't we, from Philippa, who I'm going to make the assumption that your name is Phil or Philip. Oh, Big assumption to make. Making assumptions. <laughs> Might be Philippa. Could be. But maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Philibot says to us, Hey, just want to say thanks for your great podcast. Just caught up on Lithuania episode today on my walk. It's the only time I can get out of the house because we are back in lockdown here in Melbourne. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you, Phil. Oh. That's um, It's awful to know the situation that's going on there you know we we hear it on the news and uh you know we know that things are not always going smoothly with coronavirus so i hope that australia and new zealand are you know back on top form pretty soon but yeah. thank you for writing in it's very nice to know we have listeners from from afar yeah. and that we can try and anchor you a little bit and keep you a little bit sane in amongst all the madness Although I do feel for you if you are reaching out to us to help you with <laughs> your, your sanity. <laughs> we could set ourselves up as agony ants, couldn't we? Yeah. Agony gaze. Agony gaze. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Matt and Monty, go and write in with your problems. We'll yeah. solve them for you. Yeah, any relationship problems? Bloody hell, we're good at them. <laughs> <laughs> we're good at the problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the solutions. <laughs> Maybe not then. But there we go then. That was our mailbag and it is now empty. Indeed. So time to get on with the episode. So it's Spain this week and um, I don't know about you, Matt, but I can't wait to find out what gets selected as the second cherry from Spain. 
I've been thinking about it all week. <laughs> Before we find out, though, let's have a look at Spain's history in the Eurovision Song Contest. So Spain debuted in 1961 with the song Estando Contigo, Being With You, sung by Conchita Bautista. They came a respectable ninth with eight points. However, those top ten finishers didn't last very long because by the very next year, they came last with Nulpois. Uh, the first of three times they've come last with Nulpois and uh, the first of five times in total they've come, uh, come in last position. 1983, Quien Minecha Mi Barca by Remedios Amaya. It was a challenging number, I think, for lots of Western ears, but it didn't deserve to come last with Nubois. That's a classic of Eurovision in my ears. Um, and uh, their most recent last place, although it did get five points, was Do It For Your Lover by Manel Navarro. Yes. Didn't do it for no. many lovers. No. Unfortunately. Should have picked Mirella that year, who, of course, is one of the two Spanish winners of Second Cherry. But mm. more of that as we get to later in the show. And notable other mention for Spain in history is, of course, Bandido by Zucca Moreno in 1991. Unfortunately, they were they kicked off the show and the backing tape and the orchestra all started in different places and the poor singers came on and didn't know what to do. I think my favourite bit of that is that when they've gone off stage and flailed their arms around and came, what the hell's going on? The guitarist in the band... Um, it gets to the bit where the guitar's on the backing track and suddenly he thinks, oh, I should be playing. <laughs> <laughs> just joins in and makes it look as though he's trying to play live. <laughs> that is a cracking song, though. That is a cracking song. It is a great song, isn't it? it? Yeah, they always absolutely. play it in the Euro Club. It gets, it gets people on the dance floor. Yeah. So Spain um, have participated 60 times. They've never missed a year since they started in 1961. Um, and a, it's the second longest continuous participation after the UK, yeah. who participated every year since 1959. We don't have a single country that's taken part every year. Oh. Yeah. Germany would have come closest, I think. Because they were in the very first show. But of course, they didn't qualify in 1996 when there was the, the pre-selection round. Before semi-finals, before relegation. So yeah, we don't have anybody who's got continuous participation. But uh, Spain has the second longest continuous participation behind the UK. Well, we thank you for your commitment, Spain. Indeed. Spain has won twice in 1968 with Mastiel and La La La. That lyrically... A challenging song. <laughs> <laughs> I think 138 Lars that features. And the very next year, Salome, um, with Viva Cantando, was one of the four winners that divided uh, honours that year, which we mentioned quite a few times on the podcast. Do you know, I think that Spain is possibly second only to France in terms of having cracking songs that I think have been under-rewarded at Eurovision. Um, my second favourite Eurovision song ever is a Spanish song, and it's Beth Stime in 2003. I think we should just have a little blast of that.
Dime, dime lo. I love it. Absolutely love it. Unfortunately for Beth, she couldn't sing and dance quite the same time on the night. And I think it did suffer a little bit. But, you know, I do think Spain's had some brilliant songs, including in the past few years. I know they haven't done very well. But, um, I mean, you know, we love songs like Pastor Soler, don't we? I, it's honestly my favourite Spanish song. Wait, is it? Yeah, it's my favourite Spanish song. And and completely epitomises what you were just saying about being completely shafted at Eurovision because I'm sorry, 10th place? Mm. That should have been given Euphoria a run for its money because that is two of the best Eurovision songs in the same contest in the same year. That is an exceptional song. I agree. And also Ruth Lorenzo, Dancing in the Rain. That also came 10th and that's Spain's best result in um, in quite a while, actually. Um, you've got to go all the way back to 1995 with uh, Annie Conde with Vuelve Conmigo, which is also an absolutely cracking song. Um, before they were in the top five, that came second. That should have won as well. I think there has been some songs which really should have gone the distance. But I have to say, I even like things like Alfred and Amaya to Cancion from um, 2018. <laughs> you know, the two little puppy lovebirds who fell in love on the casting show. I know it was terrible and saccharine. And, it wasn't terrible. But I just love it. There's something about it I absolutely love. There's something about Spanish pop and Spanish ballads I just really love to get my teeth into. But I, I don't mind people being that sort of mawkish on stage. I mean, it was really like, oh, we love each other. And I think I think that is what killed that song. <laughs> and maybe the running order. But I, and, yeah. and also their relationship. Well, yes. It didn't last much longer that, after that. <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of stuck with him from winning the national final to getting to Eurovision. But she wasn't stuck with him for very long afterwards. No. But do you know what? It was a gorgeous song. It is. Yeah. Not everybody's taste, I'll admit. But also, just looking down, there's like Beray Seye in 2016, 22nd. That was much better. She shouldn't have done the fake fall in She over. shouldn't have done that fake that fall. Weird. That was terrible. And, um, and even Mickey, Lavender. <gasps> we love Mickey. 22nd. That is a Euro Club favourite. You put that on, everyone dances and goes mental. Yeah, 22nd at Euro. So many of the Spanish songs are La Noches Para Mi. Um... And the, the run that we had in the early 2000s where they turned to the Operación Triunfo the first time round, probably the first kind of casting show like that that was used for uh, Eurovision. They had um, Rosa, Europe's Living a Celebration, <laughs> Beth Stime, and then the next year was uh, Ramon with Para Llenarme de Ti. Today I emptied myself out in order to fill myself up with you. <laughs> I think we have a word for that. <laughs> Not on radio, we don't. Not on radio, we don't. <laughs> but moving swiftly on. That is a little bit of the potted history of Spain at Eurovision. I think a really, really cracking history. And I really would like Spain to win. I know I don't really like it when people say, I want this country to win because I like the country. It is about the song for me. Yes. It has to be a good song. But... By gosh, the rewards of winning, getting to have a Eurovision in Spain would just be wonderful. Please let it happen sometime soon. Mm, Fingers crossed. So let's have a look at this year's Spanish national final. So the national final this year was held on the 20th of Feb. Uh, 
in Madrid at the Prado del Rey Studio 5, or what's 5? Cinco. 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 <laughs> uh, Told you we'd get some language out of you. There you go. Cinco. <laughs> so, of course, Blas Canto was carried forward from the 2020 cancelled show, where he was internally selected, first of all, um, with the song Universo. The national final this year was a single show, though, hosted by Tony Aguilar, Julia Varela and Victor Escudero. There were 10 songs provided by composers who usually work with Las Canto. Um, and they were shortlisted and a committee consisting of members of TVE, Warner Music Spain, along with Blas and his team, selected two of the songs for the national final. The two competing songs then were Memoria and Voya Kodame, um, and they were both premiered on the 10th of Feb via TV's official website. Just two songs, you say? Yeah. What was the wording on Wikipedia you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I did notice, which did make me laugh. Uh, Wikipedia says, all two participating songs were performed <laughs> by Blas Canto. All two. <laughs> all two. All of them, yes. But what does two mean for us on a national final episode? <gasps> wow. The suspense is killing me, Matt. <laughs> we'll, tell, we'll tell you. We're not going to tell you yet what songs won. <laughs> but that winning song was selected exclusively exclusively through a public vote via telephone, SMS and TV's official Eurovision app and website. Before we get into that, I just think I should just do a quick rundown of what actually happened in this national final. Because... It was quite funny. Parts of it were a bit crazy. Parts of it think, oh, that was really sweet. And yeah, parts of it I don't I don't even know. So they packed a lot of nothing into Destiny Eurovision. So this is how it went down. We had a Eurovision melody of songs, performance of both selected songs, sit-down interview with old TV footage um, with Blaz, um, duet with Vanessa Matan and another with Adirne, interviews with the songwriters, fan questions and a surprise guest reveal for Blaz. This took us to the hour mark already. More duets with the top 10 list of Blaz's favourite songs, I think. Video call with someone, I don't know. Another duet, another VT of interviews with Blaz's old singing teacher and neighbour's dog. Duet with the incredible Pastora Soler. More VTs and a video link up with his mum, I think. And then the winning song is announced. That was the national final. All <laughs> <laughs> hey, that padding, you it's almost as if they only had a couple of songs to perform. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, those producers of that show, they earned their money, I think, on this show. <laughs> they like a nice chit-chat in Spain, don't they? Mm. They do like to, you know, blether on a bit. Sorry, Spanish people, but yeah, you do. <laughs> well, it's kind of, yeah, I suppose it's a cultural thing. They're used to late-night TV going on late, much how, you know, they do in Italy with, you know, we said San Remo goes on. It's very much it's how people watch yeah. TV, yeah. There was some nice duets though. I really liked the duet that Blas did with Pastor Soler. Um, it's a song of his called El No Soy Yo. And I was just watching that thinking, oh my God, this is amazing. And then I checked out his version of it, which he does solo. I'm kind of there thinking, I'm listening to this song in a national final. Why can't this be the song that you're sending? Because mm. it is excellent. It really is. I think as well, having Pastora there singing it with him didn't, work in the same way as well I kind of feel like when she's there I want real good I mean that was the big money for me that was the big money duet they really should have pushed that maybe done her song or another song 
I liked it because that's the song that kind of turned me on to this song, that, yeah. that version. So I did go off and, and check it, but I, yeah, I think his solo version is better, but it's a cracking song. If you haven't heard that, and Los Yo um, by Blas Canto, absolutely brilliant. Got a nice bit of Spanish guitar, nice bit of Spanish pop in there. I mean, it's always nice to see some former Eurovision entrants coming back in the national final show. I think they really made, they they know that they have to make a Eurovision show, but you can't make it too esoteric. You know, this is something, you know, we do. We do something very esoteric. So you need to, you need to be a TV show for the masses, but with a Eurovision slant, but not alienating. I think, I think that's a hard thing to do. Absolutely. And so what song won? Oh, well, <laughs> finally, after all that, Voye Kedame won, which is I'm Going to Stay. So let's have a little listen to that. So this came 24th with six points at Eurovision. Begs the question then, Monty, and we're going to listen to the other song in a minute, did the right song win this national final? I think it probably did. But the song I really wanted to win was the ineligible song. <laughs> <laughs> the one that the past, um, the one with the duet with Pastora Soler. Uh, that would have made a much better Eurovision song. I I think, though, this is yet another case of Spain not being richly rewarded. Um, it was difficult, really, to, to see where the path to a better position was for this song at Eurovision. Um, there were just better songs um, in competition around it. And again, it's left Spain floundering at the bottom end of the scoreboard with a, a result I don't really think was deserved. I think they did deserve to come better, but I just couldn't see how they could with this song. I don't know. I think it kind of did get what it deserved because on the night, it did feel like a bit flat. Doesn't matter how big that moon is on stage. He did pull a big Mooney on stage, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> the biggest Eurovision prop I think there's ever been. <laughs> I had to blow it up with hot air and everything, wasn't it? On stage <laughs> yeah. and bring it down. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it doesn't matter what you throw at that song. I think it was always going to just, yeah, just fall down in the cracks between everything that was around it and all the other big songs in this year's national final, uh, this year's Eurovision. I think it kind of did deserve it. I do think it is the right choice because I don't think the other song, Memoria, is much better. So, actually, as we're talking about it, let's listen to it now. This is Memoria. So this is the song that we have the choice of. 
<laughs> in this episode of Second Cherry. I, I like this. It starts feeling like it's going to be a ballad, but it builds into something a little bit more mid-tempo. Um, the lyrics are about getting over a complicated relationship. You know, Blaz sings it in his style. He, he has quite a high register. And I think you either like that or you don't. I don't mind it. Um, his voice is notably higher in the chorus on this. You know, he's on stage there with his trademark bouffant hairdo. You know, he's kind of want to ruffle it up a little bit. There's projections on the back of the stage as well. And I think in this, the projections, they are projections because the colour is on his face as well. So you get these oranges and blues that are, you know, obscuring his face a little bit during the performance. I think, you know, they if this had got to Eurovision and they'd done something similar, I think it would have been better backlit with him in the light. I'm not sure that this worked for that. But it's a, it's a nice song, but I do think it was not as good as the song that went to Eurovision. Yeah, I agree. I think when I first heard the song, I thought Memorial was better. Um, but upon reflection, no, it, it isn't. There is not much there. The vocal mix of this on in through the TV or in the studio, I don't know. It seemed a bit off. It didn't seem quite right. Um, the vocal mix of the winning song was a little bit off. I thought in the backing vocals were slightly too high in the mix. Um, you know, I know they did a very different arrangement of the whole song by the time it got to Eurovision, but they did sort out the backing vocals much better. Mm-hmm. And they did use live backing vocals in Eurovision. They had singers that were slightly off the stage. They didn't use, they didn't take the opportunity of their pre-recorded backing vocals this mm-hmm. year. Interesting. I don't know. I, I thought this performance was a bit bland. It was kind of a screensaver, t- your computer screensaver <laughs> background rather than, but I do like the idea of projections. Maybe there was, there's something in there. He could, they could have done at Eurovision, but yeah, didn't have the same impact as the other song. No. Well, we'll find out which of that one song has been selected we'll at the end of the show. Keep you in suspense, listeners. <laughs> so, Monty, how can we feel time in this <laughs> Spanish episode? Well, let's look at it as an opportunity to take a deep dive into another aspect of Second Cherry. We're talking about Spain this week, and Spain is a country that has actually won Second Cherry on two occasions. Mm. Back in the day, in the very early days of Second Cherry. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, and this is how you've discovered Second Cherry, um, we're on our third series of the podcast, but we're actually in the 13th edition of Second Cherry. Um, We started it back in 2006, uh, just as a competition. No podcast involved. um, And it was just a group of us putting together a fun party for our friends. The first two years of Second Cherry was a house party where we put together a compilation of songs that hadn't won their national finals and we had we had a little silly vote on it. And that's um, how where all good things start at a house party. Indeed, yeah. And look at how it's grown. So we had ten years of doing Second Cherry just as a party. Not always in a house party. In the third year of Second Cherry, we moved on to doing it in a pub space. We hired a pub and we, you know, we had a disco afterwards. We invited our friends along. Maybe about 120 up to 160 people um, would come each year to um, to Second Cherry. And we got some lovely feedback. You know, people really indulged our silliness, you know, because it is quite a niche thing. I mean, we're ever so grateful to you, our listeners, that you indulge us on this as well, because it is 
it is a completely silly thing to do. Mm. But, you know, hopefully a nice, fun thing as well. So Spain won in 2007, the second year, uh, Mirella with La Reina de la Noche. And then they won again the very next year, back-to-back victories uh, in 2008 with La Revolución Sexual by La Casa Azul. You love that song, don't you? I love that song. This is the song that I think is actually the Eurovision winner that never was. I think if that had got to Eurovision that year, Spain would have won hands down. Forget your Dima Balans, La Casa Azul would have won. It is an absolutely brilliant song. Unfortunately, that is the year that the Spanish selection was held initially online and um, Rodolfo Le Chiquile Cuatro um, put in um, the absolutely awful song by Lyle Chiqui Chiqui <laughs> as a bit of a joke entry. But of course, being a comedy character, he managed to get people to vote for his song online and get it into the final, whereby it then won the final and went on to represent Spain. I'm still not over that. Mm. All these years later, I'm still not over it. It really is an absolute cracking song. I think we should have a little blast of that. Let's. See the quality of that? That would have that's a Eurovision winner if ever you saw one. I'm indulging one tea because I'm I'm not so sure. Oh really? <laughs> Get off this podcast. <laughs> it didn't even come second in the national final, to be honest, because mm. Coral came second with Toro Esta en tu mente. Everything is in your mind. So I don't know. Well, maybe that's where that Eurovision win just is in mine. <laughs> I do think it's a banging song though and I'm really glad that we were able to give it uh, a second chance through Second Cherry. So we held 10 contests all in all um, from 2008 onwards in a pub. Now we had a change of um, personnel initially it was me um, Russell who's still on the team and uh, our friend Nico who were um, organising Second Cherry in the very early days. Nico decided to um, pull out after three years and that's when we invited Jody and Yuha and Mikhail to join us. Uh, Jody and Mikhail, you'd have heard on previous episodes of the podcast. And they're still in the team today. Yuha's decided to step down as well. But Matt, you joined us in 2019 when we revived the show. We'd had a few years break. We went to 2015 and we just felt we needed a break. It was a lot of work to put on those shows and those parties every year. It was really lovely to get people's feedback from it but it was a lot of work and it just felt like we needed a break and that break turned into three years off and then we revived the show and we decided to do the podcast element mm. of it as well so that's when you came and joined the team yeah didn't like i i said to you i want to do a podcast and i want to do it about the songs initially i said it's the songs that didn't make it through the semi-finals like a second chance thing and you're like you're basically describing Second Cherry Matt 
why don't we just bring back second cherries to podcast? So that's kind of, yeah, that's a shorthand version of what happened. Um, I remember talking to Russell in Tel Aviv in the Euro Club. We we're both drunk and crying and I don't know, a bit of a mess. But I remember saying, can, can, can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we did it. And it's strange to think that actually, because we've only, because since we came back, We've only been able to have one live final, which we did in the Vauxhall Tavern with our friends at Eurofest, which is absolutely lovely to do. But of course, we our live final last year was scuppered by coronavirus. We're crossing everything yeah. and pressing our thumbs and crossing our fingers and doing whatever you do for luck in whichever country you're you're listening <laughs> to us from. Um, that we get to have a live show this year, but it is it's weird to think that you know you're such a established part of the team now, but you've only ever been to one live final yeah pretty much I didn't yeah. go to any of the previous editions and <laughs> the one final I was in I helped organise yeah but that was it <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely to have it back though I think I mean I'm I I love the fact that we get to do these silly little podcasts um, on a weekly basis and that people respond to it mm. I mean you know it's a very very niche pursuit um and it's just lovely to know that other people share our passion for this silliness. So thank you, listeners, for being with us. Um, and we hope to bring you many, many more years of, of Second Cherry. Here, here. Should we play us out with the other Spanish winner? Yes. It is La Reina de la Noche by Mirella. Mirella there, our first Spanish second cherry winner, our second overall uh, second cherry winner from 2007 with La Reina de la Noche. Of course, Mirella, we mentioned, was beaten by Manuel Navarro. And had we had second cherry that year, I think her song Contigo would have stood a good chance of being the third Spanish second cherry winner. But we'll never know. That There was a whole thing. Didn't it win a... In Bar Pop in Manchester, they did a... Andre Apricot. Was that Andre Apricot, though? Where they did Justice for Morena? I think it might have been the guys, but there was also another thing at Bar Pop. I don't think it was Andre Apricot. Andre Apricot is a similar contest to... Sorry, yes, we're we're just going off. (laughs) We should tell you what that is. When we had the the lull, the break in Second Cherry, some friends of ours um, decided that they wanted to keep the spirit of it alive. And so they decided to do Andra Apricot, uh, blending Andra Shanson from Sweden, yeah. the second chance, with the fruit theme of Second Cherry. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant name. And they did a, a fun night, a fun party um, in, in Manchester, um, and they've done that for a few years. I think Contigo won that, or maybe it didn't. Maybe it was Kizungazunga won that year. Oh, we'll have to check our annals. Just checking there, Monty, yeah, uh, she did, she won, Contigo won, uh, 2017, beating Victoria, If I Lay Me Down, which is, that's a great song from Sweden as well, so. Yeah, it's a good song. Not surprising, though. Birella's is better, I, complete speculation, but I think she would have been our first 
person to win second cherry twice. Ooh. And the third time for her country. But we'll never know. What we will know is which song has been chosen as the Spanish cherry for this year. In a moment after this. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. Yes, you know what this is now. This is our segment that wants to spread positivity around the world like a virus. No, uh, just we want, to, we want to spread positivity. Like a virus of happiness. Like a virus of happiness, yes. A vaccination of sorts. I think you've had a virus of happiness before, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> I've never heard it called it that before. But, um, happiness. Happiness. <laughs> We're going out on radio, Monty. Right, okay. So, this is our good thing of the week that is good. Monty, what is it this week? Well, there's a tenuous link this week. We I like think. a tenuous link. <laughs> but something just came up today on the day that we're recording it. And it just ties in quite nicely. Um, the drag queens for the next UK series of RuPaul's Drag Race have been announced today and there's a Spanish drag queen uh, who lives in Newcastle uh, which is my hometown as well and uh, her name is Teresa May (laughs) (laughs) best name ever which is genius absolute genius but in her little VT the introduction VT she said that her motto is anti muerte que sencilla I'd rather be dead than basic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, Antes Muerte Que Sencilla is the name of the Spanish song which won Junior Eurovision in 2004 by Maria Isabel. Ah, it's a fantastic song. a very song. famous song. Yeah, it's yeah. a very famous song. Fantastic song. And that is the year that Blas Canto was in the Spanish heats for Junior Eurovision trying to represent Spain in 2004. And he was beaten by Maria Isabel who serendipitously came up the title of her song in this quote today. And it reminded me as well that in her hometown of Ayamonte in Spain, there is a statue to Maria Isabel <laughs> in commemoration of her winning the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. You can, seriously, you can go on Twitter and search Maria Isabel statue and you'll find it. There's a picture of her Obviously, quite soon after, because she's still a young girl, standing by it, and the plaque reads: "Maria Isabel, artista Ayamontina, art, an artist from Ayamonte, ganadora de Eurovisión Junior 2004, con la canción Antes Muerta que Sencilla." <laughs> I mean, just brilliant. Jag Queens Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. This whole bundle of Antis Muerta Quesencia and Drag Queens and Blas Cantel prompted by the soon-to-be-on-RuPaul Drag Race UK <laughs> drag queen Choritha May is our good thing of the week. That is good this week. Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So, Monty, it is time to reveal the song that we have selected to represent Spain at this year's Second Cherry Song Contest. I don't think our public is ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready for the end of the show that we've been banging on for quite a long time. I don't even know how long this show is now. Okay, <laughs> well, obviously we have selected this on Memoria. Now, you've got a long list of reasons why, Monty. Go. 
Um, it, it was the obvious choice. It was. Um, it was. We had to narrow it down to a choice of one. And we did quite well. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was the other song. <laughs> Let's just have a little snippet of that. There you go, Memoria there. One of all of the both songs that <laughs> <laughs> was sang by Blas Canto in the Spanish National Final. Our second cherry for Spain for 2021. So, Monty, lead us out. How can people talk to us? How can they speak to us? How can they tell us how much they love or hate us? Well, they could sit around a table with a glass and try and tap into us like a seance. <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel dead at the end of this episode. <laughs> FYI, I would be an amazing ghost. I would, I would haunt so well. But anyway, that's a different podcast. I, I have a feeling that you are going to come back to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> People can get in touch via our social media channels. Twitter is at Second Cherry. Instagram is at second underscore cherry. And on Facebook, you can find us at Second Cherry Podcast. You can also email in, which is... Hello! <laughs> <laughs> I don't, my, that was my miss, Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello! You'd <laughs> have to finish it off. It's okay. Hello at secondcherry.vision. That is hello at secondcherry.vision. <laughs> right, okay, one, one more T's gone red and can't breathe. I'm just going to say <laughs> goodbye. It's bye from us. We'll see you next week. Thanks for coming. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>